0: was right the podcast where we look at movies and tv shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask were they really all that bad i'm your host craig Faye
1: and i'm your host rebecca reeds
0: and this week on the podcast we are talking about space jam uh in honor of uh the new space jam movie uh coming out we are revisiting the original with michael jordan and here to talk to us about it is a hilarious comedian uh tv writer and host of uh, not one but two podcasts uh she is host of the buckets and tea nba show as well as a wnba podcast uh, called the pickup which is on the sonar net sonar network please welcome the show katherine Naker.
2: hello hello thank yeah. you so much for having me oh thanks for coming
1: on you've been on our list for a while so we thought this movie was perfect for you
2: you know with the whole basketball link and the synergy and just <laughs> you know <laughs> So the lebron james 2.0 space jam coming out yeah this is all just perfect timing
1: absolutely whenever we have a guest on Catherine, we always ask what uh what your relationship is with the movie so like mm. what's what is your relationship with space jam how do you feel about oh it? What's that's your experience
2: that's such a good question i mean so for me growing up in toronto there was just a combination of pop culture moments that led me to being a basketball fan so you have like this whole space jam moment but then you also have the Toronto Raptors which were literally named after the Jurassic Park movie you know what I mean <laughs> or like fully inspired by um, I mean we're just lucky that it isn't the Toronto Pogs if we're being honest <laughs> like it could have easily been the Toronto Pogs uh, the way things are going in the mid 90s so I just think the combination of it all um, really led me to be a lifelong uh, basketball fan. And the thing with Jordan that, you know, I remember as a kid and I've already aged myself only seconds into this podcast, <laughs> but uh, you know, he was really larger than life in a way that you almost just don't even see in, in celebrity anymore because we all have more like niche and fragmented interests now and there's more content to consume and things like that. But, you know, back then, you know we were all kind of consuming the same things and and michael jordan being a symbol for greatness was one of those things and it's really cool that he did uh, a kids movie out of all the things he could have done uh at that time so i mean that's my personal connection i i don't i want to go on too long and end up on a tangent but <laughs> this movie's that's a, a trip. Honestly,
1: I got five minutes in and had to pause and be like, how did this happen? (laughs) Like, I love it. I love it so much. But like there were several moments in this movie where I'm like, how did this get together, man? How did this happen? I
2: mean, what I want to know is how did Bill Murray's agent convince him that this was an (laughs) ideal movie for him to do at that time? I mean, this guy was like doing Groundhog Day and doing like Oscar worthy content. And then he was like, you know, I'm just going to do Space Jam for a minute.
1: No, he knew it was right. He knew in his soul it was right. It was a good call.
0: There's and pretty uh... arrogance where he's like, you know what? I can be as funny as Bugs Bunny. Like I am I am a big, <laughs> an, I am as big of a star as Bugs Bunny put me in there. And I will say I loved Bill Murray in this. I thought he was the funniest part of it. Uh, yeah. I thought it still holds up the self-awareness his point is like bill murray why are you here and he goes oh i'm friends with the producer like they don't explain how yeah. he gets to the tune land or anything like that i was just like bill murray knows what movie he's in and uh
2: i mean this movie knows what's mo- what movie it is like it didn't even care that it was breaking the fourth wall and literally being like oh i'm friends with the producer like no movie does that but this one did
0: yeah. <laughs> this one other,
2: definitely did
0: The other thing I like that we always like to point out uh, Is the, the running time of this movie Is a sweet hour 30 including credits and let me tell you a good chunk of that at the beginning is just michael jordan highlight reel like it's not even Mm -hmm. movie it's just the greatest (laughs) michael jordan moments getting
1: you pumped for the movie you're about to watch (laughs) that's all it is the first five minutes of this movie is just a hype man screaming that's all it is it's so great i love it every time i'm i'm immediately transported through time
0: and, and here's the thing, though. You're not... When you have to hand-animate cartoons into live-action movies, there's not going to be a wasted moment. You know what I mean? There's not yes. going to be a scene that you really don't need in that... Like, they cut it down to the bare minimum. It works great. Um, well, I guess uh, we should probably get to uh, our villains of the movie. Oh, sorry. We, uh, we, we always uh, recap the movie. Uh, That's true. I'm just is...
1: making the assumption. I'm like, you know what it is. You know what it is? <laughs> Aliens, they're they Moron Mountain is failing. P- the 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 alien children do not like the it, they don't think it's cool anymore. What are they going to do? This guy sends out his minions to get the Looney Tunes. He's going to kidnap the Looney Tunes, bring them back, make them perform on Moron Mountain as as, as they call it, I guess. Literally. Yes, it's literally called Moron Mountain. And yes, and then uh, the Looney Tunes thinking these these aliens are so short. Let's challenge them to a basketball game for that reason and that reason alone, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> um, and then these guys collect the powers of several NBA stars, get big. They The Looney Tunes have to recruit Michael Jordan to save them. And yeah, that's pretty. well. And then he does, of course, because he's Michael Jordan, and he's going to run through the air. Why wouldn't he? Okay, yeah, he he's gets his the arm man. all
0: stretchy at the end to do yeah. the final yeah. dunk. So he's become a Looney Tune in some sense. But yeah, yeah. And they went I mean, Bill Murray there. Did I there. miss
1: anything?
0: Wayne Knight's there. Uh, uh, Nedry from Jurassic Park, also known as uh, uh, Newman. Newman. From, yeah. yeah. Uh, can you guess, well, I think that's pretty much it. As I said, an hour and a half running time. Uh, they don't got a lot of time for nuance in this thing. Uh, you know, Bugs Bunny, all the rest. Uh, but who? Do, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious that the villains are the monsters, the aliens, right? Yes. Anyone here had a. Yeah, we all had the same villain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one thing about um, about Newman Is that uh, he's actually the good guy in this movie and he's notoriously a villain and other things that we know him for. So I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, wow, he's basically the same person in everything. (laughs) But in this time, he's not a villain and he's still this kind of the same character and it still works somehow. Just really lovable guy. And what an incredible run. For him, between Seinfeld, Jurassic Park, and, and Space Jam, I mean, really, the Toronto Raptors could have been called the Newmans, uh, based on my previous logic.
1: So, I would have also well, lucky that. Oh, didn't those happen. uniforms would have been great. What do you
2: think? Oh yeah, were, like, just, a just a jersey with his face on.
3: Just a jersey with yeah. his face.
0: You know what I would wear? The, the Toronto Wayne Knights. <laughs>
2: I would wear a Jersey dress with him on it. Full body, full body.
0: (laughs) Oh man. And before we go any further, we just like to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Nord VPN. Guys, if you don't know what a VPN is, uh, if you don't have one, uh, let me just say uh, uh, you need it. Rebecca, can you explain what a VPN
1: is? What? (laughs) No, I literally before we start, I was like, I'm computer illiterate. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, like it's super important because like a VPN basically like hides you on the internet and like encrypts your stuff, so like you, uh, like people can't spy in on what you're doing and whatnot. Which uh, you know which I'm is, about. Like, you know yeah, I'm about. Yeah, all about like, that. Absolutely. Uh, and another crazy good feature for us is uh, it allows you to uh, uh, switch countries. Um, so whatever streaming service you're working, believe it or not, the content is different in other uh, countries. Um, so, uh, like for us, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, "Oh, that movie's not available uh, on any streaming services where I live," uh, just hop on your NordVPN. Switch to Norway or somewhere. It's super easy to do. It's fun, uh, man. I
1: feel like I'm cruising through a blockbuster. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel like it's old school. Like, yeah, this is great. Plus, it's so easy to sign up for. I don't think I've ever signed up for anything so fast, so easily, so quickly just absolutely incredible. And like, you can switch around, like the app is so easy to use. I, it's, it's so user friendly, so and easy.
0: I, and I agree a hundred percent. Like I was ready for like a little bit of a challenge, just getting something installed. And I was like, oh, we're, we're done already. I immediately understand this layout. I immediately understand what's happening. It's like, yeah, it's hiding your stuff from people who are trying to, like, steal your social insurance number, stuff like that. It's giving you all these great contents. It's easy to sign up. It's absolutely, uh, it's super awesome. So, guys, get yourself uh, NordVPN. It's it's super great. Uh, You can head over to nordvpn.com slash villain and you'll get a two-year subscription at a huge discount uh, as well as a special gift from nordvpn so check it out once again that's nordvpn.com slash villain promo code villain
1: all right let's hit it you go you start craig I you think hear, so your, yeah, okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah. i want you i want to hear your launch on this
0: so so my my argument my premise for this is looney tunes rules so the worst thing that these guys do is they come to Looney Tunes Land, right, and they say, "You're gonna come entertain us at this amusement park," uh, or put it put more generally, "We're gonna get ya, right? We're gonna come yes. and we're gonna get ya. We're gonna shoot you with lasers and we're gonna take you to this park to be our." They use the word term "slaves," right? But like our entertainment, and I'm gonna say, given Looney Tunes rules, that's nothing. <laughs> That is a no offense. <laughs> uh, the entire Looney Tunes universe is built around people trying to get each other. Uh, Sylvester and Tweety, right? Sylvester, yes. always trying to eat Tweety. Mm-hmm. Coyote and Roadrunner. Uh, yes. Ro- Coyote, always trying to get Roadrunner. Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny, always trying to get each other. Like, that's not... That's, that's like a, hey, I got gotcha. you. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Uh, uh, nice shirt you're wearing today, friend. Uh, ha like that's the level of it, it's, like a, it's like a nice little gotcha is basically what the, these aliens are doing according to the, the, the ethics that permeate the Looney Tunes universe
1: I agree with that 100% because every time I watch this I'm like literally that cat is eating a bird I'm like that's your team member <laughs> that's your, you're literally not even just like squashing him comically or whatever I'm like you're literally putting him in your mouth that's your teammate, and these guys are the bad guys? Come on, come on, they just wanna be a part of the team, they're playing the game, they know the rules of the Looney Tunes, and you're absolutely right, it's that gotcha thing, I'm gonna run into a wall, I'm gonna whatever, like literally the Looney Tunes have guns, (laughs) like they're shooting people. (laughs) These guys are here to play ball, man. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and, and I would, and I'm really interested because, like, I, for the record, basketball is one of my all-time least favorite sports. Uh, wow! In, that, in, that, in that, I never got it. I never understood what? it. What? Uh, I don't know how, this, this is my understanding of basketball, Catherine. I know, uh, I, you guys are going to hate me so much for this, but <laughs> if I try and take the ball from you, that's a foul. And if you take the ball from me, that's fine. That's the level what? that I understand basketball at. Yeah. Okay. That's, so not I would get at yelled <laughs> at any time I tried to take the ball away from somebody else playing basketball. Okay. And they'd be like, that's a foul. I'd be like, okay, so you can't take the ball from people. And then they'd just come and take the ball from me. And I'd be like, is that not a foul? It makes no sense to me. It makes okay, no
2: sense. Okay. So this sounds like we're diving into some childhood deep trauma, childhood yes. Little Craig. <laughs> you know, Little Craig went through a lot. <laughs> I think what we're missing here is that, in order to successfully steal the ball in basketball, you have to swipe it cleanly. so if you hit the other person's hand, then it's a foul or hit them in any way. it's a foul, but if you can swipe it clean, then it isn't
0: well i mean this this would have been helpful about uh twenty five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just really any sort of explanation of the rules or what those lines on the court were supposed to be. Uh,
2: no, all gym teams. What do you mean I can't take the angry. basketball and
0: leave the gymnasium? What kind of a sport? And is just this? run home with it. <laughs> and like, but this is something that I want your perspective on because, like, watching this movie, I did feel like, other than dominating and maybe having a couple fouls that weren't called, I feel like the Monstars were actually playing basketball.
2: Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to see referees in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, like nobody's like there going... Like was in
0: the
1: original cut, and they were like, people <laughs> fucking hate this. Get rid of it.
0: There's a 10-minute timeout in the middle of the movie where the refs are just reviewing footage.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, there was this old ref name. Dick Bavetta that everybody loved and just he was just kind of this very scrawny very old white guy like he's one of those guys like he looks like a senior for 40 years of his life you know and I could just see them being like Dick you're out of here (laughs) and just him being so disappointed he didn't make the cut of the movie um yeah I mean this come on this movie has nothing to do with the rules of uh, basketball (laughs) except for that scene with a lost soul Charles Barkley goes up to that core with the young girls playing which I have to say this might be one of my favorite scenes in the movie because I'm like these girls are hard hard like they are kind of terrifying like clearly future pro basketball players and they're like you ain't Charles Barkley you can't play and I'm like no but you're clearly on your way to being a professional you're very good Um, because I felt like they were trying to make a joke like oh like Chris like Charles Barkley's getting beaten by girls and I'm like he's getting beaten by like the best girls in the world like they're incredible (laughs) And I kind of thought it was, you know, it was actually a little progressive in that way that they were showing uh, both in cartoon form and real life form girls that can really play.
1: That's true. And also, okay, and this is maybe a little mean of me, but when she was like, you're not Barkley, get out of here, I was like, good for you, girl, call him on it. Get him (laughs) out of there. Stranger danger. Okay, he's not the man you thought he was, clearly. a hundred percent because obviously this this girl's not like magic exists like
2: yeah (laughs) yeah she's a guy doesn't know how
1: to play he's a poser get out of here she did it so quick too and i was like that's actually that's gonna take you far in life that's a good instinct to do that
2: yeah a thousand percent (laughs) (laughs) i love that yeah man no she and (laughs)
1: And a little bit, I think, from the perspective of, like, oh, isn't this girl mean? And I'm like, no. <laughs> she's a, if, if you think she's a villain at all, she's 100% right. Okay, she's the most right of anybody in this movie. You know who's kind of a bit of a dick? Michael Jordan.
3: <laughs> Michael <laughs> Jordan is, like,
1: it. a little bit of a fucking dick in this movie. <laughs> I'm not going to say in real life or anything like that. I don't know. Oh, but you can,
2: that's on the record. record. (laughs) He is a bit of a dick in real life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's very on the record that he's a bit of a dick in real life. But
1: like, Okay. So like what really (laughs) floored me and I did not remember this at all from like my childhood watchings of this movie, right? I didn't remember this, but like when, when five, when the five players get their talent ripped out of them, He's kind of like, oh, I guess I quit at the right time. Like, that's as concerned as he got. <laughs> like, that he was like, oh, better turn the TV off. Like, I was like, if, like, if somebody told me, like, comedians were like losing their voices, there's like, I'd fucking flip. I would be like, this is the, A, the saddest thing I've ever heard. And B, how do we stop this? What do we do? Like, how do I help, man? It's not like, well, <laughs> thank God it's not me. Better get to stepping. <laughs> 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 and then afterwards when he gets there okay so he does negotiate to get their their talent back right he's like let's up the eight i, w- I want to take i want to take these guys talent back when he's giving it back to them he's in front of these men and he's like oh G- gonna regret this probably, and I'm like, "What are you saying? <laughs> These men are devastated. They've all been going through months of th- what it seems like months of therapy. I don't know how long it was. Okay, but they went through therapy and fortune telling. Oh, yeah, fortune telling. <laughs> who was the most accurate of anybody? <laughs> um, went to doctors, like people. Oh my God, somebody. I one of them had his his uh, his. Um, oh, what was it? The therapist was like. Well, are you you having trouble performing in any other areas? I'm like, these men have gone through hell. Give them their powers back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What I really wanted to see, though, uh, in this version uh, was at the end, you know, they all touch the basketball, the magic basketball. They all get their talent back. I really wanted to see them get each other's talent back, like in a Freaky Friday kind of situation. Oh. Like Charles Barkley doesn't get Charles Barkley's talent back. Like he's, you know, I don't know if that'd be noticeable at all, but like <laughs> just these these trained athletes who have worked their entire lives in their own body and then they just get someone else's abilities.
2: That's funny.
1: I that mean, would th- be so hard to do, I think, but yes.
2: <laughs> I think you'd have to be a real fan to notice these like subtle differences in their respective games, but um but maybe that's maybe that's the third movie maybe there's a future (laughs) uh, uh, like superstar that does a space jam three and it's a whole freaky friday situation i i don't mind that idea at all (laughs) i mean it'd be cool if they could also switch heights like it'd be so funny if um suddenly one of them was only five foot two like mugsy bogues there
0: yeah yeah Yeah, I think the, the like they'd be missing by like a foot and a half every shot. <laughs> they'd be like what yeah. is the
2: <laughs> I mean, the other thing just adding to what Rebecca was saying, I like the level of just like conceitedness and narcissism on Michael Jordan's part, but also like, you know, for these other players to just be so willingly accepting of this point of view like I I it's weird cuz it's like he was so great at basketball that all these other greats were happily participating in this movie and going along with this whole narrative like Charles Barkley was one of Michael Jordan's greatest rivals In his career, I mean, like, this isn't like a nobody kind of player, you know what I mean? I mean, same with Patrick Ewing. Like, it's just really funny to me that they would so happily go along with this. Like, it's just so undisputed that Michael Jordan is really that great. And one thing I'm kind of looking forward to seeing in the LeBron version, because LeBron is very great i mean i i think you know really give that guy his flowers he's a phenomenal player but he's very kind of contrived in the way he goes about his life and like for sure it's definitely just gonna be his friends not necessarily his biggest rivals who are willing to concede to the fact that he is the actual greatest of his generation so i don't know like it's just really funny to me that he's so narcissistic and just gets away with it so easily
1: Yeah, Yeah. like, every scene's like, how you doing? Everybody's cheering. Like, I'm like, we could have... I know it's like you're playing you, but we maybe could have notched it down one notch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, and I will say, like, having seen... Sorry, excuse me. Having seen The Last Dance, the uh, the whole documentary about uh, kind of Michael Jordan's final season, it really puts this movie in a different perspective. Like just like how much his teammates didn't necessarily get along with him, like how he was pushing mm. his teammates and all the rest. And I'm just like, I'm just picturing him treating Bugs Bunny like that. You know? Ah! <laughs> like
3: just,
0: you know, I showed up and like Bugs wasn't taking practice seriously. And I took that personally. Like just that that I took that personally meme all the way through this movie. I was just like, he wouldn't stand a second of these people these Looney Tunes not taking this game oh, seriously. Oh, absolutely
2: not! <laughs> absolutely not. Well, I mean, the funny thing about that is that Bugs Bunny is a bit of a, a bully himself, right? So that's yeah. like that's that's two alphas we're talking about here. So that <laughs> 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 the real life version, the real life version of that uh, <laughs> would go a little go a little interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, the the other fact that like. I know there's some controversy around gambling in his life uh, and just like the whole (laughs) him raising the stakes as they're about to win. I'm like, that's not when you raise the stakes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like you're about to you're just making a comeback. Like in the second half or whatever, and he's like, uh, uh, can, "Can we bet on this some more?" I'm like, "Michael, this is what got you into this. This is why you had to go play baseball in the first place, man." Like, don't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a harsh day. Shame, shame, shame.
0: <laughs> oh no.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's fair. It's fair. It's harsh, but it's fair. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, at the same time, honestly, as you're watching, you're like, "Yeah, like there." A lot of this is like arrogance or whatever, but like. Who else would make this movie? Yeah, I think you sure. need arrogance to make this movie, man. Like, I think it wouldn't have happened without it. Right? No, like true. You have to go, you have to say yes to this pitch. Can you imagine the pitch? <laughs> like, all right, you play yourself, Bugs Bunny's there. Uh, we're also gonna mix in a little B- Bill Murray, of course, as you would. Um, <laughs> aliens are coming, we're also adding in aliens. <laughs> Wonder, you show up to a baseball game in a spaceship, and everybody cheers, and nobody tries to explode that
2: spaceship did I don't know who pitched the movie do you Do you know if it was Warner Brothers that pitched it to Jordan because so much of his personal like real life is woven into this story, yes. like so much of it, like the whole going to baseball thing, uh, literally the number of kids he has, although those are actors, not his real kids, but just like his whole personal life is like intertwined in this movie. Even things about his dad. Um, yeah, it's kind of wild.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this, some reviews that I read where it was like, Disney basically has a monopoly on the children's movies. Like it's a license to print money for them, but like Disney mm. has it right. So like, even if Warner Brothers makes an animated family movie, no one goes to see it. Uh, basically, and they were like, "We need to turn Bugs Bunny into like a, a film star." Is basically what it oh. came down to. And they were like, "This is how we do it." Like we team up with I, we team up with Michael Jordan. We make this movie because like nobody was bigger than Michael Jordan, as right. you said. Like yeah, and. People will want to go see it. There's some novelty with, like, you know, uh, live animation, you know, live action animation. And so people will go to see that. So that's my feeling on that. A lot of the reviews I read were, like, Warner Brothers is trying really, really hard to, like, ignite the Looney Tunes as, like, a marketable movie franchise. And then they tanked it on the next one.
2: <laughs> is that what happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they haven't made one uh, Looney Tunes movie until uh, the until the next now. one, Looney Tunes Back in Action, was Brendan Fraser and Jenna Elfman from Dharma and Greg.
3: Oh as well my as, god! As well
0: as Steve Martin, and it tanked so bad that they have not made another Looney Tunes movie until this uh, this latest Space Jam. And uh, this is just this is uh, a rumor, but apparently the one that was supposed to follow uh, the Looney Tunes Back in Action. Was basically going to be Space Jam, but with Tony Hawk. Uh, so it would have been Bugs Bunny skateboarding, and as soon as Whoa. Looney Tunes back in, or so as soon as Back in Action tanked, they were like, "No, walk away from all of it." So there could have been a Tony Hawk's pro skater skateboarding Looney Tunes movie.
1: Wow, that's blowing my mind.
0: Yeah. I think that was confirmed by Tony Hawk. I don't have sources on this, so <laughs> this is just wild speculation, everybody. as, far as uh, I
2: mean, that's fascinating because, like, on one hand, I get it. Like, the skateboarding visually would be fun, but that is kind of a, like exports are kind of a niche sport where, like, to me, like, if you're thinking about trying to make, like, a massive athlete, like, marketable back then like you're talking like late 90s early 2000s wouldn't it have been like a tiger woods you know what i mean because he was massive he was like one of the biggest people in the world or even like going back a little and doing like a whole wayne gretzky moment like i just there were bankable athletes that were more bankable than tony hawk
0: yeah, but just think of how much money they would sell selling Tasmanian devil skateboards.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well which oh, which is definitely yeah. the boardroom conversation there versus yes. golf clubs, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> absolutely. A Taz golf club.
0: Oh god, like a Tasmanian devil on a skateboard is like kind of funny, but you can picture it. A Tasmanian devil on a golf club, you're like, Shut it down. This you is know what? But that happening. is the
2: millennial merchandise we need. Like that's our generation is awesome. All about that
0: for sure but they didn't um, know
2: that at the time that we would grow up and want to be all nostalgic for like the rest of our <laughs> lives and constantly <laughs> make cultural references uh, yeah we're definitely like when we hit our 40s are gonna see people with taz golf clubs and be like holy <laughs> shit this is like the greatest thing i've ever seen no fear no fear
0: um yeah getting back to the Monstars for a bit mm-hmm. though I did want to point out that the other thing that they do that is kind of evil, uh, villainous, if you will, um, is they do steal the talent from the basketball players, right, from the NBA. And I just want to go on the record as saying, I don't think that's wrong. I, I, think, the, I think that the stealing of the talent is a little weird, yeah. but, like, it's also a thing that's so bizarre that, like, I'm not sure you can have morality on it. Like, like... Am I able to steal your abilities? No, I can't, right? But, like, basically what you're faulting them for is getting good really quickly, right? Is, yeah. is training more? Is that Well, cheating? stealing.
2: We're faulting them for stealing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what else tripped me up about that? Is, like, Fair. catching a ball was considered talent. Like, it was like they couldn't catch a ball, and as soon as they had sucked that out of them, it was like they couldn't catch a ball anymore. It wasn't like, oh, you're not good at basketball. It's like you literally can't catch anything anymore. I'm like, that's such a large scope of things. I didn't realize me being able to catch keys is like, oh, fuck, look at the talent. The raw talent <laughs> of this woman is insane. <laughs> like, it just, it blew my mind that they couldn't catch anymore. I thought that was so... Funny, but I'm like, okay, yeah, here's my argument for that. They've got a boss that will literally kill them. Yeah. They are slaves themselves in this sense, all right? They are working for this man. I don't think they're getting paid. Okay, just straight up. I think payment is you're alive still, okay? They go down, they take some talent for a bit, and you know what? I'm going to make the argument that with or without Michael Jordan, the ending would still be the same. Mm. Because literally Win or lose that game All you have to do is look at them And go you're bigger than your boss And it's the same The (laughs) outcome is exactly The same Michael Jordan has very little to do In actual reality Them winning this game actually Means nothing
2: Um way to just Ruin the whole movie (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: The real villain is Rebecca <laughs> Reeds, everyone. Uh- yeah. <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry, but truly, like really think about it.
2: The no, thing you're that absolutely turns it around.
1: Right. is just that like, hey, you know you're bigger than him, right? And they're like, right, let's get rid of this guy we hate because he's evil, and we're not really evil. We're more looney Tunes evil. We fit in with these guys actually. We're yeah. like shooting, but it doesn't matter. Like nobody's gonna die.
0: I'm going to get even darker on you here oh, which geez. is
3: <laughs> okay.
1: which is
0: that as per as per the rules of the Looney Tunes universe not only was that ending inevitable they are doomed to repeat it over and over and over again until the end of time Yes They are doomed to be playing basketball Mm -hmm. and trying to get up a one-up on Bugs Bunny and they never will. Same as Sylvester never gets the one-up on Tweety Bird (gasps) the same way Elmer Fudd never gets the one-up on Bugs Bunny the same way that Wiley Coyote is never going to get one-upped on them. So not only was the ending inevitable and probably doesn't depend on whether Michael Jordan is there or whether people are dressed in Vikings singing Wagner. Uh, (laughs) It's always going to end up the same way over and over and over again. If anything, the
1: Looney Tunes have trapped them.
0: Exactly <laughs>
1: They've trapped them in their dark, dark universe Of okay, perpetual violence
0: and rebirth Is, is what the lunatic You brought up
1: is. an interesting point And something that I wanted to bring up Okay, because when they're describing When when Bugs Bunny is describing what's going to happen to them And they're like, we're going to be doing the same stand-up routine Night after, which made me laugh Because I was like, welcome to my life, friend <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's, that's what I do I stand on stage every night and go, okay, here's the thing I said yesterday. I hope it's better today. Anyway, so he says that like it's like this really tragic thing for him. He's like, we're going to be doing the same stand-up set night after night. Within the logic of this movie, and this is going to be a really ridiculous argument, so buckle up. Okay. <laughs> Within the logic of this movie, when those kids are watching the Looney Tunes, they actually get interrupted and leave. Which means that this is actually, they perform these shows in real time. So that means they're performing the same episodes over and over and over again within the logic of this film. So that means that is specifically and exactly what they are doing on their own planet. And they're actually just being asked to do it in another place.
0: And they've been doing this since the 30s.
1: Yeah, can you imagine the torture? <laughs> if anything, I'd be like, release me. Like, <laughs> I, I want to go into space. Let's see what it's like. Um,
0: oh, my God. Yes, you're absolutely right. If if anything, the uh, like like the aliens come down and they're like, we're going to kidnap you to go to this planet. And the yeah. Looney Tunes are all like, oh, good, fresh blood. You yes, know, something new to play with. are going
1: to trap them. <laughs> In new this, episodes
0: it, for mother, you know, like new it's
1: episodes for mother. Yeah, we're going to gun you down once a week. Hope you're OK with that.
3: <laughs> you bounce back.
1: It's fine. We have like cartoons that come in with a cart. They'll blow into your mouth. You'll fly. It's great. You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Week after week after week. We get dark on this podcast. Yes. I mean, I
2: would be tortured just by having to only eat carrots for the rest of my life. Oh, and to Everything God. else. Yeah. Just carrots? Brutal.
0: Just Um. carrots,
1: and he believes everyone's a doctor. It's crazy.
3: (laughs) It's crazy. It's so
0: annoying. I think it's crazy that you think that that's what that means.
3: Uh (laughs) Come on.
0: Hey, Doc. Oh, man, you've been to medical school? Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah.
1: Somebody I'm calls just... me Doc. That's what I assume. I'm like, yeah. oh, all right.
0: <laughs> I'm opening an office. I can practice now. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't understand. A rabbit called me Doc, so I've, I've got a medical license. Uh...
2: Oh, I just pictured Bugs Bunny out in these streets trying to find a doctor, and that's the only way he knows how to do it, just by addressing people that way and seeing how they respond.
0: <laughs> if they're not, they'll correct me. Yeah, uh... and then I'll know. <laughs> That's crazy. I guess there's then that implication too of what happens to Michael Jordan if he'd been, say, involuntarily recruited by the Looney Tunes, because he gets pulled down a golf co- hole, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What happens to him if if they had lost before he ups you the, the bet? The
1: same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing in this movie happens.
0: <laughs> but do you He's think so- Michael Jordan gets to walk away?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For okay. sure. Those guys are... And that's why I think, like, the the Monstars are actually defensible, because I'm like, these guys were going to flip on him at any moment. They needed the lightest push. They needed a slight suggestion to go no fuck this guy like it took nothing it took a breeze okay like nothing to get these guys to flip on this guy they clearly hated him the whole time that guy's the worst i'm not gonna defend him you know what i mean he's he's the villain that i won't defend okay uh danny devito uh Mm -hmm. brilliant love always great
0: to hear him in a movie
1: Ah, he's just such a good villain he's perfect as a villain um, yeah, like, I'm not gonna defend that guy. He's, I, he's obviously a capitalist fuck, okay? And he's running his business into the ground and is like, just go kidnap me, people. I'm like, that's, why? Because one teen was like, this sucks. It's like, that's, that's every kid. Every kid thinks things suck. Get over <laughs> it. Go to therapy. <laughs> you don't need to take people. You know what I mean? You don't need to strangle all of your employees.
0: Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. No, that's fair. I will say one uh, another very strange thing about this is and we've mentioned on the podcast before that there were before time movies and there will be after time movies, uh, which is before COVID. Uh, And Mm -hmm. what struck me as so weird in this was the NBA being like we're suspending games ah! until <laughs> yes. like we can ensure the health and safety of our players and like players refusing to go into uh, uh, change rooms because they're like they're stealing our talent and they're like there's some contagious disease going around and like that's mind blowing for me because like for me when all this started was when the NBA shut down. Like, when that yeah. happened, everyone was like, oh, this is serious. And it's so bizarre to see back in, like, 96, I think it is, this movie, mm-hmm. them being mm-hmm. like, <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if players refused to play because of a contagious disease? And I'm like, that's what happened. How is Space Jam a prophetic movie, you know?
2: <laughs> wow. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't so much that players refused to play necessarily, but when a player got covid the league was like, we have to shut down.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, but, but still, like, you're right. Were, like it's weird. The-
2: it's weird watching things about diseases now.
0: I guess that's probably what it is. Like yeah, even a joke about a disease, you're like, but that happened. The NBA shut down because of a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> contagious disease. <laughs> I mean,
2: most. Mo- I mean, not to get all th- too theoretical here, but like most storylines involving a dystopian future are kind of lost on me now because we've been through a literal dystopia and we're like, oh, it just involved, like, a lot of Netflix if you <laughs> weren't harmed by it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just, you know, it was actually quite boring and dull.
0: <laughs> Bugs Bunny well, didn't even we were, show up. Yeah. Like, it was a whole... <laughs> 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 Where has Bugs Bunny been through all of this? That's what yeah, I wanted to know. I spent a I
2: lot of me. money on toilet paper. Like, you know, mm. it was... Yeah, it was all yeah. It was Although all it quite dark.
1: Every time I'm like the oceans on fire. <laughs> like it's I feel like every day I wake oh, up and God. I'm like well, there's a new plague today. <laughs> there's still, a great okay. there was a great
2: meme about um so many fish in the sea but the oceans on fire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. The sad part is, is, this this comes out a couple weeks after we record it. That's going to be old news. We won't even remember. No one will remember that the ocean was on fire as we recorded this. <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? That was two weeks ago. Yeah. We've moved on to locusts now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You
1: just got to put your feet up, watch a little space jam. And yeah. That soundtrack's going to get you. Okay, you're not... You're good. I have a good
2: time. There's
1: no okay. way... I have, a, watched-
2: <laughs> I have a hot take about the soundtrack, Amazing. if I may. Amazing, please. Uh, the real villain of this movie is R. Kelly. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Can we yeah. be real? The <laughs> actual real villain of this movie is R. Kelly. He- uh okay. Because he- that <laughs> I Believe I Could Fly song was his biggest hit. Mm-hmm. This was his big crossover hit from R&B into pop and probably gave him all his power and shit uh, I'm sorry that was dark let talk about getting dark on the podcast that was dark <laughs> well here's um, a
1: hot tip if you uh, uh if any of our listeners if you listen to stuff on spotify you can actually block artists um so you if you're going through playlists and you're like oh like i love this playlist but there's a couple of songs on here where i'm like oh i feel like i don't want to listen to this person um, you can just block those people, and it just skips over the songs for you. I have a couple Uh-oh. of artist blocks. It's really, really helpful. Insane. It's nice. It's a your 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 playlist can be safe spaces if you want. Um, I stop just think that's those a good service.
0: predators from getting fractions of cents. Oh,
3: price. yeah, you get nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is another issue. If you're listening to this on Spotify, thank you very much.
2: Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs>
0: cents per play oh Uh, it's
1: more like my enjoyment disappoints me you ever do that where you get halfway through a song and you're like yeah that is the remix to ignition and then you're like no wait oh uh, no and then you're you're in the middle of a a moral decision i don't like it i just want to avoid the whole thing
2: (laughs) oh i was at a at a birthday party with some well-known feminists uh in in our community and uh ignition came on and it was disturbing how much they got into it I was like this is weird this goes against your whole brand (laughs) that's weird um but with that being said the rest of this soundtrack is absolute fire really holds up really carries the movie actually oh yeah and is so fun
1: shut it down like okay so I watched this movie first and then we're doing uh, for our Patreon so uh, we have uh, Cruella which has like Mm. an insane soundtrack the soundtrack's insane and I watched that movie right after and I was still like come on and slam and I just like didn't it never (laughs) got out of my head it didn't matter how many good songs I listened to I was like and welcome to the jam like it just didn't matter it was it was happening the whole time I couldn't shut it down
2: What a fun song to have in your head and or generally approach life with.
1: It's unstoppable. Like I think I re-added it to a few playlists because I'm like, I just need to be walking around town to this. You know what I mean? You got to know. Like I feel like I could look at somebody with headphones on and know they were listening to the Space Jam theme song. You know what I mean? There's just a certain spring in your step. There's a certain movement to it. It's too good. If you don't want to dance. When you hear the Space Jam theme song, like, I, I, I can't help you. you, you you've, you're, you're in a dark place and you need assistance. It's too good.
2: <laughs> uh, I completely agree. Absolutely. Oh, my God.
0: There is also a, uh, my, my little contribution for this is, I believe, unless it's changed, that the original Space Jam website is still active.
1: No, they did change uh, that over.
0: Oh, they, they did. Oh, son ass, of a bitch. Ass, but
1: it's been recent. I think it was like within the last year or something. They oh, changed it as soon as they oh, that's realized, so disappointing.
0: You... I know it was like straight out of '96. It was. It was it might like this...
1: archived somewhere.
2: Like I'm sure you could yeah. still. Yeah, maybe. But it was Reddit the fact that it was something.
0: still live. Was like, oh, remembered this was what the internet was back then. That was great.
2: Oh, oh, I didn't know that. That would have been incredible.
0: Yeah, like all just the blue hyperlink text and like a spinning like basketball gif, but like it's probably. You know, using a kilobyte of <laughs> memory <Yeah>. to you. <laughs> like its just like, <laughs> just uh, oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know any other uh, points we want to make on uh, Space Jam soundtrack website.
3: Soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> website.
0: I think we've had it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan's gambling addictions. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Purgatory. I mean, he he uh, gambled with everyone's
2: open. livelihood in this movie, but he's Jordan, so we all yeah. And it was like,
1: I don't know if I'm gonna give it back. Like, just even the mention of like, maybe I shouldn't. I'm like, they got acupuncture, man. Like, they've been really trying. They've been out there trying to get this shit back. Although the one thing that kind of, I was like, that's so funny to me that these guys have gone through however much time. We'll say this movie was over. Okay. They go through all these treatments. They're talking to all these specialists. Like, they go to a fortune teller. That's how far they go. And then they're like, Whoa, man, I don't know if I can touch a glowing ball. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is the limit. Like, you gotta talk me into this. This is crazy. Like,
2: I fucking, I was dying That's laughing. Amazing. I thought that was great. That's amazing. <laughs> One thing I'll say about the fortune teller, and this, I, when I saw, I, watching that scene as an adult, I'm like, Oh, I could have played that role. That would have been my one role in this movie. (laughs) It's the fortune
1: teller. You've got good hair for it. You've got that whimsical hair. You know what I mean? You do have whimsy hair. Thank
2: you. (laughs) Yeah. Whimsy fortune teller hair. Yeah. Yeah, Going into the Tinder bio right now. (laughs) <laughs> Update. Update and good.
0: <laughs> was in Space Jam. That's my that's your, <laughs> your entire Space bio. <laughs> uh, great. Well, yeah, I think it's probably about time to uh, give our definitive yes. rankings of how good the villain is. Uh, for me, I've got a, uh, I've got uh, the Looney Tunes scale, we'll call it. Uh, so from an anvil being dropped on your head to having your cigar replaced with a stick of TNT... <laughs> uh, I'm going to be ranking the monsters as a tunnel painted on the side of a mountain that somehow the roadrunner can pass through. Uh, the rules only work for the ones they're supposed to and can be changed at any moment. There you go. It's the monsters. Yeah. Wow! You, well
1: done. Um, for me, I have. I'm, I'm going to do the from the uh, moron mountain. Um and I'm going to be rating actually like Danny DeVito's character uh, sw- what is it uh Swackhammer. Swack <laughs> Hilarious. Um I'm going to I'm going to be ranking him uh so from reject resort to uh, wanker water park, I'm going to give him a dumbass Disneyland cuz he's pretty fucking evil. Okay, he's pretty he's he's evil and not smart. <laughs> um yeah. So that's my
2: ranking for Space Jam.
0: Nice. Uh, Catherine, did you have
2: one? Okay, so least favorite. um, I'm going with uh, um, there's a red one called Sniffles. Um, I just really feel like Sniffles didn't stand out enough for me (laughs) Um, in this. um, Second least favorite, Electric Purple. I okay, feel like when you're named Electric Purple as a monster, come on. Give me some electricity. Give me some vibrance. You know what I mean? Really just wasn't feeling the Electric Purple as much as I could. Uh, then we go with Neurotic Green. Okay, so Neurotic Green definitely had some moments and definitely was Neurotic, fairly decent on the court, okay, but just not my favorite, So now we are at the top two. Okay. So runner up is, uh, they are named aggressive orange. So I believe aggressive orange was Charles Barkley, (laughs) Charles Barkley's talents. And I really feel like this one embodied the personality of the player more, um Than the others did because I felt like, you know, who the players are and then who the monsters are when they're little versus who they're big are kind of three different people. And I think I would have appreciated some cohesiveness across the board a little more. I think that would have made it funnier to me. Um, but but aggressive orange uh, uh, has that cohesiveness the most. And so number one is dim-witted blue. Dimwitted oh, blue is my absolute oh. favorite of all the monsters. stars. Um, really dumb in all the best funny ways. Um, little dim-witted blue, uh, very teenagery, very sarcastic almost, even though they're dumb. Really, honestly, in comedy, fine uh, balance to achieve dumb and sarcastic simultaneously and dim blue really hit that on the head on the core was really um definitely significant but not the same kind of sass as little blue and i i wanted that but little blue gave me enough sass that it's number one so that's my favorite monster thank you
0: this is that was amazing the amount yeah of i'm so that glad you, put you into so that that is-
1: like yes <laughs> That was good. That was way better. I like that. Can you imagine if she's talking
0: about real basketball players? Go check out her podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That was great.
0: Uh, and we'll get to our heroes and villains of the week in a second where we describe people who have inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives. But first a couple ways that you can help out the podcast. Um, if you do have a couple bucks uh, to help us out, help with production costs, uh, well, good news—we are on Patreon and we have bonus content for you. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash/TheVillainWasRight, and uh, every week, every month, rather, we release two two bonus episodes every month. So other podcasts—they're doing one, we do two. I pick one, Rebecca picks one. Uh, this month, uh, actually, uh, my pick is uh, the new Disney movie Cruella. Uh, so if you kind of want to hear what our thoughts are on the Cruella DeVille origin story, uh, you can sign up uh, as a, our uh, top-tier patron and check that out. You'll also get uh, early releases of episodes, and you'll be able to vote on our audience choice episodes every month. So if you're interested in that, if you've got a couple bucks to help with the podcast, patreon.com slash right. And if you want to get in touch with us,
1: as always, you can contact us on Twitter at VWR Podcast. Uh, Villain Was Right on Facebook and Villain was right at gmail.com. If you want to get personal, you want to slide into that inbox, <laughs> that's where you do it at. VillainWasRight at gmail.com. Send us your suggestions. We love them. This was a suggestion. This was like one that's been suggested a few times, I think, because, you know, nostalgia. People love it. But we want to do what you want to listen to. So send us those suggestions over or hit us up on Twitter as we are most active there. <laughs> because Craig does that. <laughs> 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 and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I don't know, hero, villain, I'm not sure. I just wanna warn everybody. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is so ridiculous, this is so dumb. But I, um, I was shown a video the other day of how they're like attaching little microchips to cockroaches. Like this is like old news. This is like literally like they started doing it like five years ago, but they started attaching like as to like find people or like locate sound. They'll put like little microphones on them and shit to like try and find people in like rubble or whatever. And I was watching that and I was like, Oh my God, that's so interesting. But truly my biggest thing was thank God I saw this first because if I ever in my life, in the wild, saw a cockroach with a microchip on it, I'd be like, well just bowing down to our new overlords now I guess <laughs> I would just assume that they had cracked the code okay I'm so glad I know that these are up there now because if I ever saw one I would probably have a breakdown <laughs> wait what's the what's the purpose of having these microchips on them so well first of all because like uh, the way their like nervous system works or ba- uh, basically like they can move them if they want to so you can either direct them. it's like a cyborg basically like you can take over a cockroach. Um, it, you can also like add like a microphone on top so you can like, n- you know, kind of like triangulate sound. It's kind of like when they were putting um, there's certain areas where they put uh, old cell phones up in uh, trees in big forests so that anytime they hear like chainsaws they can go find those people because the problem is is it's hard to locate them.
3: Whoa. So it's kind of like,
1: yeah, they're just kind of like adapting this like nature technology fusion. Um, so stay frosty out there is all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I probably react the same way to a cockroach with a marker chip on it as I would to a regular cockroach, which would be burn the place down and never burn, burn the down. place <laughs>
2: absolutely (laughs) no
1: i'd be like they figured it out they figured it out they they
2: now own us (laughs) we're done they're gonna outlive us if you knew the microchip was on it would you want to talk to it oh I would because someone's listening right no 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 (laughs) craig's not curious at all he's like i'm not gonna say anything i don't know i'd be curious i might try to fuck with it maybe and say something silly. I don't know what exactly, but I might say just something real stupid, like, like, uh, going bra shopping tomorrow. Um, not sure my size, <laughs> just something crazy like Can you that. send me some ads, Do You have Can ads? You send me some ads for some bras, please. I'm in
1: the market. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, blew my mind, blew my mind. And thank God I saw that news first. <laughs>
0: Uh, Catherine, do you have a hero or villain of the week for us?
2: Yeah, of the week. So fascinating because when I first, again, misunderstanding the questions, when I first read this, I thought it was of my life. And that's why I was like, "Oh man, I don't know." But of the week, <laughs> that's be. different. That's different <laughs> than of either my one. Whole if you really want to go origin story right now,
1: like you have time. <laughs> really? Like if you really want to dig, like really take
2: over. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, okay, so this this happened to me literally this week. Um, I am looking to. Uh, I'm looking for another uh, apartment potentially. I'm not in a rush, but I am looking. And so I saw this apartment, and I was like, "Wow, this is priced really good. This is a real diamond in the rough situation. This is really perfect." And I had to call. I couldn't email. I hate when people do that. Anyway, so then I call, and the guy was like, "Oh, it's taken already." and i was like disappointed but then i was like he was so rude to me that it feels like a blessing in disguise so he is both a hero and a villain because he saved me from being trapped under his uh tutelage is that a word <laughs> uh, under his reign of horrible landlordness that's so funny
1: i love when people do that it's like when you start, when you go on a first date with somebody mm. and they're so quickly horrible and you yes. leave and you're like, that was terrible, but thank God they did that first. Yes. Like,
3: <laughs> thank God this percent. wasn't
1: like the fifth date. Like you let it all hang out and I appreciate you for doing that.
2: Yes, absolutely that.
0: They're leading with their worst foot. Yeah. Uh,
2: or probably their best foot, which is <laughs> so <also is> <laughs> terrifying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so for me, uh, I, I have a hero uh, 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 this week. And uh, for the first time ever, our hero of the week is actually here. So this my hero of the week is Catherine Aker uh, because uh, I <laughs> was going through my phone uh, a couple months ago and came across a note that I'd left for myself Which is, you owe Catherine Naker $10. (laughs) (laughs) Which you can see right there. I'm not even making this up. You probably can't see it on the webcam. But I've got a note in my phone. And the story behind this is, is that this, I think, would have been February. We had a gig up north somewhere, you and I. uh, And it was- February
2: 2020.
0: February 2020. Literally before the world fell apart. Uh, and uh, it was one of those gigs, so a uh, whole bunch of comedians, and we were the comedians that were performing before the main act, which was, in this case, this was, I think, a snowflake festival or, like, a frost festival or something like that. So it's in, like, a community center, like, basically think, like, open gymnasium, and the main act was a uh, ABBA cover band. Uh, so an <laughs> ABBA cover band was coming in, I think in, like they were starting at like nine and we started at seven. Like it was super early. Uh, we get there. Um, there was somebody walking around on stilts like, and juggling. And that was the most that, uh, that, that was like the people who were there when we started yeah. the comedy yeah. show. Um, and I don't know if you've ever, I know you have Catherine, but, uh, if anyone else ever there has ever had to, uh, think have to do better than somebody on stilts you can't like i looked at that and i was just like (laughs) i was just like there's absolutely no way i can compete with somebody on stilts yeah there's no
2: joke in the world that's more impressive than a stilt walker
0: (laughs) exactly yeah you question your career immediately so like we had to start and there's no audience because the show doesn't actually start for like another two hours i'm hosting It's going awfully. Uh, But uh, what happened was because this was just like a community fundraiser kind of thing, they had a food table set up, uh, which was uh, like some delicious Polish food. But we were there so early and all I had in my wallet was a 50. That's all I had. (laughs) And I was like, can I, do you have change for this? And they were like... We could, but you would wipe us out completely. Uh, so Catherine was nice enough to uh, lend me $10. Me, of course, thinking that I'm going to see her in a couple weeks, and I'm just going <laughs> to buy her a drink next time I see her. And we are to this point. I have not seen you in, like, 15, 16 months. Uh, and you haven't put me in debtor's prison yet. So Catherine, uh, thank you for being on that, uh, that, that gig, that horrible gig. I still owe you... I'm going to buy you a drink one day is what I'm going to do. I, I could wait. send you the $10, but like, I'm still holding out hope. No, I'd rather, we'll see each
2: other. I'd rather have a drink from you. Absolutely. That is okay. incredible. <laughs> I forgot that you owed me $10. <laughs> Let's just say a lot's happened in the last year. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> forgot that that was a thing that you're absolutely right. It was one of those gigs from hell, but it pays and you do it anyway. And, you know, comedy and music are just different vibes. And I don't know why people keep trying to mix them together. They're just different energies altogether. But at least the comedy came before few handful of seniors in a very open gym that we were uh, performing to. Uh, there was a partition in the middle of the gym that blocked off kids having way more fun than <laughs> anybody else watching. It was co- it was a pretty brutal. Uh, it was a pretty brutal night. <laughs> I
0: forgot about the partition you are absolutely right. <laughs> like, yeah, they were doing like beanbag races on the other side. Yeah, they like yeah, beanbag toss and like sack races.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like having full on fun and games, and then there's just a hand. Fe- full of like older people watching us and i'm like hey i found a shirt i liked at reitman's doesn't that make me old and everyone in the audience is old and i'm like i'm an idiot (laughs) Uh. and then i'm like win them back win them back (laughs) there was no winning them back (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's uh so that's my hero of the week um oh,
2: bless you that's so great
0: <laughs> so uh i think that does it uh for us this week on the podcast uh Catherine, where can uh, people get a hold of you
2: uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N uh, difficult spelling, blame my parents um, and I have, if there's any uh, basketball fan crossover here uh, I cover both the NBA and WNBA uh, my NBA podcast is called Buckets and Tea uh, the WNBA podcast is called The Pickup uh, both are available wherever you get your podcasts and uh, that's that's it. Thank you so much for having me. This is honestly like so much fun.
0: Yeah. It was oh, thanks great. for coming. And you can follow me at uh, Craig Faye comedy on Facebook and Twitter.
1: As always, you can follow me at Rebecca reads uh, look forward to next week. It's our audience choice from our Patreon, So look forward to that. And this is the villain was right. Reminding you that you are bigger than your boss. <laughs>